AG1 is a comprehensive and convenient blend of over 70 high quality ingredients. And what that means is each morning when I wake up, before I do anything else, I drink AG1 to set me up for the day. It keeps me clear headed, full of energy and focused on whatever I need to do, like writing the fighting cock, for example. One scoop once a day before breakfast and that's it. I've actually found that I've not been needing coffee in the morning to get me started. I've still been drinking coffee because I love coffee, but it's not because it's like a necessity to do so. AG1 is made out of the highest quality ingredients subject to the strictest manufacturing standards. AG1 is NSF certified for sport and this process involves exhaustive testing and verification that every serving of AG1 is exactly what you see on the label. If you want to take ownership of your health, try AG1 and get a free one year supply of vitamin D and five free AG1 travel packs for your first purchase. Go to drinkag1.com forward slash the fighting cock. That's drinkag1.com forward slash the fighting cock to get started and to help the podcast. Thank you very much. Have a great day and enjoy the show. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today. 
fighting. It's the fighting. Clock. It's the fighting. It's the fighting. Clock. A camel shirt. Hello and welcome to episode 43, season 11 of the Fighting Cop podcast. Today we've got on the show Ricky and Filoni. Hello. Smith. How you doing, boys? Hello. How, I mean, I am. I, I'm, I'm all right as well, I would say. It's fine not to be okay, though, Rick. All right? That's right. And, and T, I don't know how you're feeling about the result against Chelsea, but it's fine not to be okay, isn't it? It's fine not to be okay. Just just don't involve me in your melon melancholic. Melancholy, yeah. The word is, yeah, just don't, don't involve me in it. I don't care. It's fine not to be okay as long as you're not being okay away from me. Yeah, just go 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 away from me and be miserable there. <laughs> Don't self harm though. But no, we're not saying like if, if you've got genuine issues, obviously come and talk. No, 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 no. No, phone Frank, phone Frank, phone Frank. Right. What, what it might not be related to. It doesn't matter. Look, or, I mean, we're getting mixed up <laughs> go here. Go on, go on. We're saying if someone's moaning about football too much, it can become exhausting because we're all feeling the same way. Isn't it? I think we found in our WhatsApp group we found a we found a nice equilibrium. I think where there isn't just a barrage of of fury and frustration. Now it's sort of like a solemn silence when results don't go away. Certainly in the one I'm in, anyway. Mickey, how have you been over the last yeah. day? <sighs> Football changes well. fast, doesn't it? <laughs> Yeah, it does. It fucking stinks, man. <laughs> fucking stinks. How is it that we've played them three times in fucking quick succession and we've just literally got nowhere? And I, the thing that really fucks me off, on, and like, there's no reason, there, there is no reason, like, for me to be as frustrated as I am because Chelsea have got world class players. We have not. We've got a few. Um, we know that the 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 gap between us is pretty big. Yep. But after, after the first leg and the second leg, I kind of felt that uh, we we did it to ourselves. We were our own worst enemy. And I thought, Do you know what? This is the league. We not like we were we were taking the league cups. We weren't taking it seriously. But I thought. You know, let's banish away those demons. Let's focus. Let's be solid as a team. Let's kind of not panic. Let's let's get through it together. First half, we I, I thought we were compact, and I th- felt we dealt with them really well. We frustrated them, and then two minutes into the second half, we conceded, and I was just like, well, "Fuck!" An impossible sake. And it, it was a it was a worldie, but it. it was a worldie, but I, I will say I was a little bit disappointed. I think it was I can't remember who it was. I think it was maybe Hudson Adoy who who was running and it was kind of he was a bit unchallenged. And then he passed it to um Ziyech and then nobody really closed him down that quick. And I'm it, it, it's it, I'm gonna say like Hoybier was there, should have closed him down quicker and he turned his back, but it isn't to say this is all Hoybier's fault. That's ridiculous. But I'm just saying that no, I mean, it's just I little think it's things. A fair point, Rick. Not, uh, not about Hoybier specifically, but there would be no goals scored ever if there weren't errors in what we were doing or anyone does as a defensive unit. So there, there would have been 
errors or or uh, or some 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 sort of frailty in our defensive unit leading up to that goal. I haven't sort of gone back and looked at it because I never want to see it ever again. But there's been <laughs> something that went wrong. But yeah, so so the default went came before Ziyech hit that strike. But as as the nature of watching live football is. You know, as soon as the goal was all the all encompassing and, and, and the only thing that mattered, but there would have been something beforehand that would have prevent that should have been done or could have been done to prevent yeah. it getting to ZH. But you see those balls passed across into uh, just outside the box and and oh, I know, I know, I know. And then the second goal, I, like, I don't even know because again, I don't even want to watch it back. But uh, I don't really know how who got the flick on or how it how it was flicked on, what whatever happened. But Thiago it was Siva, just... Just in case you did want to know, Thiago Silva. Yeah, I, I saw that. I, I knew that he scored, but I didn't want... It was kind of the... the it felt like it was a very um, mild flick on, really, and I didn't want to study it. I was just so annoyed. Um, and it just felt like in quick succession, and we were doing all right. And I just felt, you know, after the, the Kane decision as well, which was a bit of a... a punch to the gut but I just wanted to I just wanted to get something out of the game and yeah it's just losing three times to Chelsea it's just fucking it's, we, we had a question here right from uh, Ross Spur he says if we beat Brighton in the FA Cup are we drawing Chelsea home or away <laughs> oh, God. I don't want to T- think about that T I, I don't want to think about it either also mate can you just like talking to your mic is, if, like directly into it that, yeah, right here, mate. That's it. Perfect, perfect. Um, I'll edit that little little bit out. Um, yeah. So I mean, T. What I mean, I I can't. I don't. It's not. There's an acceptance, or, and it became abundantly obvious that there is a massive gap in quality between Tottenham and, and Chelsea, and they've done wonders in their recruitment and their and how, it's just a Bramvich, and he's always going to fucking chuck, chuck money at it, which is what all fans want. But um, there is a gulf, and I don't, I don't want to go into a game, and we're not there yet, and we're at the beginning of this Conte journey. God willing, if he stays and gets back, and we'll talk about that shortly. But I don't want to go into another game. Where I think we've got no chance. Like I don't, I don't want to watch Chelsea beat us again. So I desperately, desperately don't want, don't want to, um, to draw them uh, uh, again. But I haven't got your feelings about the whole sort of last three games against them, I guess, and, and, and the performance yesterday, T. So how, how are you feeling? Yesterday, I um, didn't really feel present watching the game. And what I meant by that was, um, it's a bit like when England used to play West Germany, as it were, back then. And, you know, you play for 90 minutes in Germany, win. It just felt like that yesterday a little bit. Um, in the first half, we had um, little spells of success, but it just felt inevitable that first we were going to come out on top, and that was a, the depressing part of it. The um, the Kane goal was, you know, I really thought that could have. I mean, I think as you and Mark said on the, on the Patreon five statements, you know, if that if that Kane goal is allowed, then it's a different game. It's just it's just one of those things. But I don't think we can question the commitment of the of the team. I mean, there's been times when they've lost to Chelsea where they've just given up, but I don't think we gave up at all yesterday. It's just um, a gap in quality and. You know, I mean, Tanganga was someone who'd rather not have started yesterday, but he did. And um, yeah, it's, it's frustrating, but I'm just so used to it now. So it's at a point where 
No, it's like when you when you're in a fight after you after a while when you get battered, you don't feel it anymore, and that's what I felt like yesterday. <laughs> what you felt bit. like you you just been battered, right? And you're just being held up by your assailant. He's actually holding you're you up. Curled, against... it, no, no, you're curled up in a ball, and you're just getting feet just all over the gap. You're just kind of covering this in a ball fetal position, and you're just getting kicked. You're just kind of forgetting about the pain. You just want it to be over, and that's what yesterday would have felt like. It kind of feels like you're in a room. And there's a bed in front of you. <laughs> and you're sitting on a chair. And there is a man absolutely railing your wife. <laughs> and she's loving it. But she isn't good enough for him. And the only way he can come is to stare into your eyes. <laughs> <laughs> is that true? Is that how you felt? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, something like that. Yeah, um, you know, he got he, he put his hand in my face. I wiped the tears away, and anyway, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna engage with you on this flab. Let's just move on. Well, I'll finish that for you. He flicked your you flicked he flicked your tears onto his throbbing member and used it as lubricant. Oh dear. Um, uh, um I mean, to I mean, you kind of summarise in a way. I mean, the Leicester game was one of those where. To appreciate the highs when they happen, but you know we're not as we're never as good as we think. We're never as bad as we think. And um, there's been a lot of um, lot of ramblings on Twitter today. I mean, the questions we got today were pretty negative, and it's always the was was you know what's the board doing and blah blah blah. And um, you know, and then there's people and there's concern about content, even if we don't get top four. I just don't. I don't see a point of worrying about that. What good does worrying about that do to you in any shape or form? There's, there's nothing for your mental health. There's nothing for anything. It's got to focus on now. And um, Ponte was fairly upbeat. I mean, he said that there's gaps. There's a gulf between us and Chelsea, but I don't think it's just that. I think it's psychological as well. Um, as Martin Tyler kept saying throughout the game, it's seven out of fifty-nine games that we've won against Chelsea home and away since the Premier League was birthed. So there's something psychological there as well. More than Chelsea are a good side, but. Brighton got a draw against him, so there's no reason why we couldn't have um, got a draw. I just think it's a little bit, a little bit of psychology with Chelsea in their stadium as well. Yeah, I think um, I think what, what the just what would be nice if we could just play Chelsea and have a, a first team or anything that looks like a first team against them. You know, in the league league cup games, we had to play though it is a left wing back. We you know there was other you know we didn't have Dyer, we didn't have Romero. In this game, it was, I mean, all, all I think there was a tip-off from a guy on Twitter about what the team would be around half one. And we're like, well, there's six defenders on there. What, is it a 4-4-2? Four, four, is, is Doherty going to be playing in midfield? It, like, it, and then they interviewed him before and it wasn't, none of it was tactical. It was just, look, these players were tired. They weren't 100% fit. They had issues or whatever it might be. We didn't, again, we didn't have Son. And um, obviously Romero's been out for a long time. But we just, it wouldn't it be nice to go in against one of the best teams in the country, probably the best teams in Europe, well, actually the best team in Europe on paper, right? They won the, the champions of Europe. Wouldn't it be nice to just not have to have a makeshift squad? And this is not, this is a thing that's gone on before. Like I remember when, we played them in is it in the semi final when uh, Son was used as a right wing back. It's like every time we play Chelsea in an important game, it's like let's do something mental with the lineup. <laughs> just, <laughs> I just, I just, I'd, I'd love to have just had a lovely three five two, 
the one that we're all crying out for. <laughs> Until, by the way, that goes tits up against someone. <laughs> and then we go, well, maybe that isn't the, the answer again. But, but that's, that's, that's the problem with Spurs. We have to be at our best. Everything, all the conditions have to be right for a result to happen. And Chelsea can just have a makeshift left back in Saar. And, um, well, Aspilicueta wouldn't be picked if Rhys James is fit, for example. But these players just slot in and do a job. It feels like we've got... On May, probably got about maybe maybe 11, 12 players who you'd probably start and the rest, you just don't want anywhere near the first team and those players are starting games now and as I said earlier on, it's not about the effort they're putting the effort in, it's just the lack of quality but um, you know, the defeat had to come sooner or later in Conte's reign and um, we've got a couple of weeks off we've got um, is it Brighton next and then Southampton so yes no, those those are those are those are winnable games, and just gotta just gotta look forward. Yesterday isn't where we are, in my opinion. I don't think we're. I, don't, I mean, you know, we're not scored a goal against Chelsea all season. I think we can. I think we're better than that. And yeah, just be, know, just, just don't be too blue. No, no, I think just being able to have a team that, that somewhat resembles our first team, first eleven or best eleven, would mean that we would at least potentially have had had different performance it's I, I guess where the frustration is it's not with the players and what they did yesterday and it's not with uh certainly not with Conte for picking that side but it it, it is sort of with Daniel Levy in that we are where we are in terms of player in, in terms of how good our squad is purely based on his recruitment or what, or what he oversaw and it isn't lost on any of us that our best, our two most expensive signings in La Celso and Ndombele weren't even in the squad. Or hang on, it certainly didn't start. Was it La Celso was left out as well, wasn't he? Yeah, they yeah. Was out of the squad he did, a, did an Instagram post about it as well. So, so he was fit and all that shit. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's that. Yeah, that, I mean that's the thing. Like for for me playing against Chelsea, uh, and then we've got someone like Conte as our manager, and you're like finally like world class manager. Like let's let let's go out and, and give them a good game, yeah. Let's let's really let's put it to them. We've been knocked out of the league cup. We've been nowhere in the two games. Let's let's go to them and, and let's give it to them. And then I saw the the midfield four of Sessegnon, Hoybier, Winks, and Doherty. It was like a nineties the kind of throwback. I was like, what the fuck? It was just. We just haven't got that that depth to our squads. We haven't got any. We've got n- nothing near to them, and that as well was quite. Um, it's quite galling as well. As well, yeah, it was hard to, to have to deal with that as well as the fact that we had to play Chelsea. Yeah, know, it was almost like oh, we have to deal with the fact that our squad is a little bit all over the place, and we had to sit through ninety minutes. Of Chelsea, who had their pick. I mean, they brought Kante on on eighty minutes or whatever it was. You know, he's probably the best player, almost certainly one of the, in the top three in world football. And they brought him in on uh, on eighty minutes just to close up shop <laughs> against a team that had six defenders on it. Um, so you know that 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 is the kind of the difference. But like, if you think about um, if you think about like saying we don't have squad depth, if and Dombele, Deli Ali, and Lacelso were playing out of their skin and first team members. 
then you do have the depth. It exists because the players that played yesterday would make up the bench. But when you take Lacelso out as well, and then not have Romero also, who's all four of them in terms of their financial significance to the club, uh, are important, and they're all missing for various reasons. So, why weren't they? Why, why weren't they on the bench though? Because the, I'm, I'm, I don't know. It is the answer, but I would I would have thought that that there were deals for them all to leave the club. The, yeah, the, same. They they, they they were they were in the squad against or Indomley wasn't for obvious reasons, and Deli Ali wasn't because he doesn't probably doesn't deserve to be. But um, yeah, Lacelso played against Leicester. He came on, so it was it, if they get injured, this we're stuck with them. If Conte has a vision, like and and we, you know he he gave his assessment to the board, his assessment, if you believe everything you read, his assessment had to include the fact that Lo Celso and Dombele and Dele Alli aren't important for the immediacy of or, or our immediate success or, or the immediate future of Tottenham the next 18 months those three players probably won't be key in, in Conte's eyes we're not there's no chance if we've got Conte in that the club are trying to sell those three players if Conte doesn't if Conte wanted them we can all agree that right Conte doesn't want those three players okay they are yeah. on the squad yeah so you have to believe in it and and um because of that assessment and this isn't a blame game this is necessary for Conte to to figure out what he has in his squad and what what he needs but because of that assessment, those three players are, are now going to be playing for other football clubs, God willing. And um, it, and, and, and the, the, the team that we had to put out yesterday was a consequence of that. But that's short term. It's not something that will impact us significantly during Conte's reign. Like the worst situation would be Conte or another manager looking at them going, well, we need those players because Chelsea's coming up, um, Manchester City's coming up. We've got to play Arsenal again. We've got to fix con- congestion. That might help us in the short term, but the long-term gain is actually these players aren't right for what we need. They're on big money. Let's, if we can, move them out and start getting players in that do fit the system. And the short term would be that we lose games or can't compete in the way that we think we should or could. But um, in, in, in a holistic sense, we move forward. Is that... Is that too happy clappy to you? I don't know. Um, it's not too happy clappy. It's just, it's just, it is what it is. It's just when Conte first joined, I think most sensible people weren't expecting um, miracles in January. January comes, we have a massive win against Leicester. The squad seems fine. We lose against Chelsea and we're like, well, you know, what are we doing? We're, um, we're dragging our heels over signing Traore. And then there's rumblings that until those three aforementioned players go, they were not going to buy anyone else. So there's, there's a frustration, but it's feast or famine of football. Things change quickly in football. And um, as you said, if if, the, if Conte doesn't want those players to leave, then they're in the squad yesterday. They'll be in that squad. Indeed, 100%. They've even started. 100%. But, you know, the fact they're not in the squad shows that Conte doesn't want them. It has, it has to. There's no other way to really read that, especially with... Um, the source was a bit of a surprise. I had no idea it wasn't in the squad until I saw on Reddit that he, he puts up on Instagram that he was perfectly fit. It's unnecessary and then, um, for him to do that. What do you make of that uh, situation, T? Well, I mean, Kilpatrick Kill leaks that um, the players don't like the sales, so neither do the staff. So that's a weird thing to put out when you want to sell a player. Yeah, we think he's a cunt. Buy him off us. 
What? Yeah, so, we can, uh, so we can have your cut. I, I haven't hang seen on, it. Hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. Rewind. What? Okay, hang on, hang on. Let me. I've, I've got to break character and get my phone out to see where yeah, I've get, seen this. Get, get but, your phone holy out. Holy shit. What? So people, so, what? Is someone that has said that the, <laughs> the staff and players don't like La Celso? Hang on. I reckon it, it might be like, you know, you know, there's that kid at school that don't wipe their bum properly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the salesman yeah. might be that geezer, just doesn't wipe his bum properly. Everyone has to deal with the sort of fragrant nuance of his <laughs> of his essence. <laughs> it comes into the meeting. Was, to, there someone, uh, was there someone in your school like that? Yeah, of course. Of course, I could. I I, I know his name immediately. It comes to my head, and I, I, obviously, I won't. I won't say it. But um, yeah, I mean, and there may be reasons for that, and and there, there may be sort of subtext to why this kid. Didn't wipe his bum properly, and you know, I wouldn't want to make laziness. Just lazy. <laughs> maybe it was. Maybe it wasn't taught. So if he wasn't taught, that's a incredibly sad, sad thing, isn't it? So let's not make too light of it. Let's just say he was lazy. Um, he, no, his, his mantra was "That'll do." <laughs> I'll yeah. let the boxers do the work. What, what's the point in wearing boxer shorts? That, you know, that just they've got to do something too. <laughs> Disgusting pig. <laughs> Disgusting pig. I, I like the, let the boxers do the work. That is amazing. <laughs> People are. I'm not seeing it, but it says um, Chelsea is both apparently moody, arrogant, and rude, and a bit of a weirdo. But that tweet got deleted. A few other people have said it as well. Uh, um, T, we've uh, you've your your computers, your computers uh, changed to uh, your changed. um to, to to your 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 sorry your mic has changed to your computer. So uh, if you can sort that out, and uh, me and Rick will carry on. Um, yeah, Rick. So yeah, so he, he yeah he's box, he lets these boxes do the work. He apparently like. <laughs> <laughs> That's the title of the pod, surely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, but like so, so for that to come out, and the tweet's been deleted. But Dan, we know Dan, and we know he's he's standing, and we know he's that he would. I don't think we we, talk, we had interviewed him a few weeks back, and he said he made one mistake when he was putting the tweet out. Uh, or he said something that didn't go down well with Pochettino and, and has since then obviously realised that uh, it's important to get everything right. But he, um, he uh, for him to potentially tweet that as truth, if he did, uh, that um, Lo Celso isn't perhaps fitting in. Strange though. It is strange, but do you, do you remember like when when Jose Mourinho came in, he had his squad or his his team do an assessment of the of the squad, and it yep. was uh, and they said like Sissoko's like the man, he's like the geezer. Oh yeah, yeah. And it was it was all or nothing, and we were all like, Fuck, really, Sissoko? And even Jose Mourinho was like, really? And, and that was Sacramento, though, isn't it? Being a bit weird. Really? I mean, what? It's Sacramento. What, what, why you, that... you kind of whisper, it's kind of whispered. It's a bit like um, someone new joining our podcast, and they just they go around different groups, and then they whisper back to the boss. <laughs> so, yeah, that 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 tease a bit of a rabble rouser, you know, trying to trying to get them all against you. But the thing That's is, what Sacramento felt like the thing is, he's, he went to he, he went to Watford and became captain, so he must have had some influence. And and I, I think there were times in Sissoko's career where he played at Spurs, where all of us were confused why he was playing so regularly. And, and, and just just to reminisce on Sissoko, because I don't think we ever 
gave him a moment's pause when he left. I think we talked a bit about it, but like there were times and under at Spurs where Sissoko was and and and, and you know sort of the, towards the end of Pochettino's reign, not the really bad ending, but when things were starting to sort of go wrong, where Sissoko was like intrinsic to everything that we were going to do in the short term at Spurs. Do you remember that? Do you remember like when Sissoko got injured against, I think it was in Man City, and we're like, well, we're fucked then. Sissoko's out, we're fucked. <laughs> that is, his journey at Spurs was unbelievable. But like, he went from being a joke when saying who needs bail when we got Sissoko, which wasn't, that didn't come from a positive place. That came from no, a place of, let's all have a laugh because Sissoko's shit and we don't have the incredible Gareth Bale anymore. And yeah. he went from that to being, at times, there was a period where he was our most important player. I don't think that is hyperbole. It's a wonderful, wonderful story. Do you remember in All or Nothing when I had that conversation and Domblay and Domblay's like, fuck this club, fuck, fuck them all. And Laurier and, and Tosoko said, like, we've been there. You just got to, I don't know what they said, but, you know, you got knuckled down. Got push on through to the other side, as the doors said. Yes, indeed. Um, yeah, but that, 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 is a, 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 uh, that, that is strange to hear that about the Celso. Yeah, um, as, as I said, it's a weird time to leak it. Yeah, indeed. Um, so we're in the, obviously, the final throes of the January transfer market, and I don't think... I mean, it's been as active as it always is. I mean, there's only one team in Villa who've made significant signings. You could argue that Newcastle have as well, but the, their, their their situation is completely different to everybody else's. Obviously, they've got the new owners and they need quality to stay up. And you know, the the the, circum, the 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 situation if they go down is pretty grim for them because other owners are going to stay around whatever it might be they're going to be active and they've actually end up buying Trippier and Chris Wood um, and it looks like Dele Alli might end up there so get your thoughts on that in a second but um, the, it's only Aston Villa who've really really gone out and done something made a statement and buying Digne from uh, from Everton um, and then, a bottle what was that mate he got hit by a bottle didn't he yeah, yeah. I've, do you reckon when he signed, he, he looked, he didn't realise that they were going back up to Goodison Park the next week. <laughs> he probably didn't realise in that David Brent face. Oh, for fuck's sake! <laughs> Fuck! <laughs> can we long this out for the next week? Because I can sign next week. Like what? Um, yeah, it's so, a proper tight ground as well. Yeah, it is. Uh, so they they signed they signed him and obviously Coutinho as well, Coutinho, yeah. who started well. Um, but other than that, and there were a lot of Spurs fans out there going, "Let's see, easy." Uh, Villa are doing it, why aren't we? But no one else is. None of the big clubs. None of the big clubs. I'm not saying we are a part of that elite anymore, or certainly this season. But none of the big clubs are, are moving in January because of everything we know about the window. It's really difficult. It's very expensive. This is like it's, it's like Instagram. You know, you only post your wins. You only post when you're in a good mood. You don't see you don't see the bad days. We're not on. We don't have Villa ITK. We don't know who Villa have missed out on. Villa might have missed out on. Untold players. We don't know that because we don't follow Villa. We don't follow Newcastle. I mean, the link to um, Diego Carlos, I believe. But all we're seeing is who they have signed. So it's like, well, why didn't we go for Dinia? I don't think um, Dinia or Coutinho make that much of a difference to yesterday's game, in my opinion. I thought Bergwijn acquitted himself quite well. Yeah, he did um, right. 
And Davis at left back, well, it's not, it's not ideal. But <laughs> yeah, he had he had a horrible. I mean, it's it's fair to say that he had a horrible horrible game. Certainly, yeah, he, like been moving the ball forward. But it doesn't matter because uh, you know, so far Ben Davies has been an absolute wonder. Certainly under um, Conte, Ricky, what what do you anticipate might happen <clears throat> at the um, the end of this transfer window? What you know, we looks like we're signing Triore, but the 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 rumors... uh, yeah, I, yeah, go on, go on. Sorry, what I just said. The rumors we've heard is that we've been selling. We're, we're trying to push players out of the door before bringing in players, and that's why Traore hasn't been signed yet. It's just like what can, and then you hear other stories of Conte saying, well, "I need four players. You've got to get into me," and then it leads into the narrative of Conte's not happy at Spurs or he's going to leave. And all. Where, where are you at? What do you think will happen? I know you're a bit of a pessimist with these things. I feel I feel like you're going to say it will be Traore, and that's it. What, yeah. What? No, no, well, no, surprise me, surprise me. Why don't you fuck off if you know me so well, yeah? <laughs> I've known you, I, I think I know you quite well, Rick. That's Ooh. exactly, exactly what I would say, exactly. <laughs> we are just going to, we are just going to sign Troy, and I've been sitting here thinking, he's just going to go, isn't he? It, like, like, if we're playing against Chelsea, he sees the chasm of how good they are compared to us, the team he can field team they can field and he's like do you know what fucking i don't need this i don't need the money i don't think he's gonna go for what it's worth but it is just kind of like we are just gonna get triore in um and we were looking for three specific players and i know we need to get rid of some of our players but um they are big players you know they're they're big players on big wages who is gonna take them and it's about, I can't see, it's, you know, it's all deals that are going to be working right up into the last minute. And I just want to get, I just want to get it over and done with as soon as possible. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like you know, do you know what I do, right? I look for an item and I go shopping everywhere and I find, I find it for the best price going and then I'll be like, oh, shit, it's on Amazon. Oh, it's like £15 cheaper than everyone. Like, sweet, sweet, sweet. And I don't pull the trigger because I'm still like, is the, is it the right one? Do I really need it? Like, shall I just... Can I just... Oh, like... Oh, no, fuck it. Do you know what? It's, it's, two, it's two days later. I'm going to go and buy it. And I go to buy it and the discount's removed and it's back up to full price again. I fucked it. Why didn't I just buy it when I had the chance? So, 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 so the, the, and this is, uh, uh, this is like an important point, actually, because personality type, just because Daniel Levy is running a football club, and I would argue that he's done it very well at Spurs, right? That would be my opinion, and many people have many different opinions, and they're all valid, right? They're I'd all, agree. They're all I fine. agree. Yeah, but generally, you think he's done a good job. Yeah. But his personality type is his personality type, and he might be a bit more like you, Ricky, whereas I'm like just buy the first thing I see because I don't want to waste time looking around for the best deal because for me, I'd rather pay more so that I didn't have to do that boring bit than get a cheaper thing, you know, by doing the work. That's my mindset. Yeah, that, no, that is, yeah, that is your mindset. That, your that mindset mind. also sent leads almost to the brink of, <laughs> of, 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 you know, of going out of business. <laughs> um, but I understand the frustrations here. I don't know how you feel about this, but it would be nice if 
we just went and bought the players and figured out how we we're going to sell them later. That would be yeah, nice, wouldn't it? As a fan, that's what we want. It would be nice, and um, I just don't see a point of losing it over a January transfer window. I mean, it's not much happens. Not much happens in January. I mean, we. I mean, you requested questions earlier on on Twitter, and people are like, "Oh, you know, what's Paratici doing?" And I'm like, "Well, what the fuck can he do? Money's not been generated by the transfers. It's just, it's just not really worth losing your shit about." I mean, Traore isn't someone that I think, apart from you, Flev, anyone really wants, but. Conte wants him, and that's enough. Well, I, I, can I challenge you on that, please, T? Okay, John Bass too. <laughs> <laughs> no, not, I wasn't going to use that. That would be a horrendous way to back myself up. Um, <laughs> no, we, we uh, tweeted a poll saying, um, if Conte wants Adama Traore, do you think he would be a good signing? And 90% said yes. That's fine. Wow. I, I, I get that. I, it's, it's like if Conte wants it, it's fine. I I would have voted yes as well. But is is the problem um, with that question? T is the fact that I've added that sort of yeah. pre- prefix. Yeah, because it's a bit like yesterday's team, the starting lineup yesterday. If um, Nuno picks that starting lineup, I wouldn't have watched the game. But if Conte does it, it's okay. And if Conte wants Traore, if he thinks he's going to do something, then let him be. Let him do that. I shouldn't. I shouldn't. Have, uh, I shouldn't have added that about Conte. Should I? I should just let people say what fine. they think. No, 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 but it would, be, I mean, it, it would have been more interesting. All right, T, yeah. let, 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 what, how do you feel about Traore? And Ricky, t- tell me after, but yeah, what, what, what do you make of that? It's not, some, it's not someone I would have really wanted. It's, it's, it's the Conte factor, really. Conte wants him. Conte thinks he can do something with him. Uh, Steven Bergwijn wasn't, I mean, up until Thursday. To be fair, he played well against him West Ham in the League Cup as well. But Bergwijn is someone who could take or leave, but Conte really believes in him. And I think Bergvine's body language yesterday looked like, you know, I've got the manager's trust. I've, I'm a bit more relaxed now. And um, if he feels that way about Traore, then he could be a very good signing indeed. But if you told me in November that he was likely to be our only January signing, I wouldn't be blown away by it. <laughs> do, you, do you remember when Nuno took over? We, we tried to get him in the summer. It seemed like there was a lot of buzz around it, right? It's not, this, yeah, this, yeah, hasn't, yeah. this transfer hasn't come out of nowhere. It's 45 million <laughs> in the summer as well. Yeah, that would have been... That would have been crazy, but you're thinking 15 or or, or 20. It's not bad. It's worth a go, right? Because he's mad. Like, let's say mad. Like, he, obviously, I don't know anything about his mental state at all, and I would never ever use the word mad as a way to describe someone who has mental health issues. But um, the way he plays football is fucking crazy, right? He just gets a ball, he flies, and like. Maybe six, six, sixty percent of the time it'll it'll break the press. Is it too simplistic, Rick? Do you think to to look at Adama Traore and think, all right, his main strength is something that no one else or almost every other footballer finds so difficult, and that is just he he if he's in his pump, he just floats past players, he muscles them off the ball. You know, he's as strong as as Dembele was. And he has that part of his game, which is why he's perhaps carved such a lucrative career for himself thus far, because he has no end product. But if we can get that part, the part of the struggle we've had is that we often can't break the press or we, we, we don't have that moment of inspiration from quality players to that other players can kind of feed off. And that if we can get him to play the very best parts of his game and reduce the errors in the worst parts of his game by just 
laying it off to some of the better players. He's never, apart from when he was at Barcelona, he's never played with forwards like Kane, Son, um, you know, and a midfield of, uh, well, I mean, what would have been sort of Ndombele, Lo Celso, good ball players. But he's never, he's never, um, he's never had supreme quality around him. So maybe, is it too simplistic? My question is, is to suggest, right, well, you do the hard bit by running past loads of people and then just give it to Kane or Son or Lucas Moura in front of you. Or if you're a part of that front three, then lay it off once you get in a good position. Or create a run that, that Kane would absolutely... He, could you imagine the ball coming to Kane? I'm sorry, I'm, I'm asking you questions and then just carrying on talking, Rick. Sorry. Yeah, I know. I know. Because I'm getting to the end of this thinking, I, I have no idea what the fucking what the question, question is. But all right, let me... Let me, um, let me Add a, so 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 imagine Kane getting the ball and he's looking around and Adama Troyer is just like a fucking steam train roll, just running through a defence and all Kane needs to do is just pass it in there. What I'm asking you is if um if if he's so uh if he can do all the difficult bits and then just pass it off to Kane, can you see it working or do you think that Conte will try and get something else out of him? No, I think uh, I think it definitely uh can see it working. It, it reminds me of a bit like um in the film uh, Forrest Gump, where he learns to play American football and they give him the ball and he just keeps sprinting off the field because he doesn't know the rules. And then towards the end, to get something out of him, when he gets to the end zone, they all shout, stop! And then he stops and he, and he scores. And I think we, I think Conte is going to do something similar. As soon as he gets to specific <laughs> area zone, does do something else, he's just going to scream... Pass, <laughs> and then each time, or like even people around him, they know he's going to get to that specific part of the field, and they're just going to shout pass, and then it'll just slide into Kane, and Kane will slide home. That's exactly what I think is going to happen. I love the idea of uh, a Triore signing for Spurs, but just on the back of his shirt, it just says Gump. <laughs> <laughs> the thing was, the thing was, Flav, right? Um, when I thought we were going to lose to Leicester. My one of my first thoughts was, none of these players get me out of my seat. See, I'm sick of the fucking sight of them. At least Adama might get me out of my seat a little 100%, bit. Hundred so percent. was that? Hundred percent. He will. But you know, you know, I, I do wonder about whether or not as he steams through, that we we don't appreciate that part of his game, which should be appreciated. Like I said, because so few players can do it as easy as he does. But we just focus everything on his on his on his um, final delivery. That that becomes the narrative around Triore rather than looking at but what he will bring, which is excitement and and creating chaos and and enabling and and and, and I, I think that when you say creating chaos or when I say it, it's 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 not that's not dismissive. It's football in in a when you're when you're a possession team is about forcing errors in the defence of other uh, other teams, right? And generally, they're really well drilled, and it's and we've seen it so many times. It's really difficult to break down teams because these are those are professional footballers playing in the one of the best leagues in the world, and it's really difficult to pull them out of shape. What Triori does is when I say create, create chaos, is the shape disappears because you've got this train running at you who's carrying the ball really well, who forces you to abandon your plan, and that could create really good opportunities for for us because you've seen so many times with um son being crowded out on that left hand side if you're playing three four three he hasn't they just like man him up and and he has to play with his back to back to goal 
if we're playing a Traore as a right wing back who has been it has been mooted that he might do that, and Son is on the pitch, they can't double up on Son and then double up on the left hand side as well. It would give Kane so much space. So I think as much as this is about his 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 abilities as a as a footballer and bringing him in for that reason, it's also tactically what upsets your opponent. I think there's value there, even if he can't cross the ball to save his life. Yeah, I totally he's, agree, he's a mate. He's Sean Porter, mate. <laughs> Sorry, on, Rick. <laughs> no, no, I was just going to say, it, I t- totally agree. Like, uh, if if you've got someone with um, his pace and you know what he's like, he's, he's driving runs, You, there is no chance that you can think, right, we can, we can contain him or one player's going to contain him. As a team, you are going to have to try and defend that and, and move towards him, try and crowd him out, do whatever it takes. But then the other side of the pitch where Sonny is or where Reggie is or whoever, um, there's going to be space down there. And then if you try and double up, uh, uh, if you try and defend on those sides, then you've got Kane in acres of space. So it is just that thing where it's just giving teams an extra dimension to think about where the fucking hell are we being attacked? Like there's, yeah. there's going to be people coming, coming all over us. <laughs> but if he, if he's, Disgusting. If, if he's, um, like if he, if he, if he gets a ball and carries it and runs uh, at an opponent and it forces them to abandon their position or, or their, their shape, even if there are instances and, and, and this is a hundred percent going to happen. Spurs fans will focus on the frailties in his game. They will do that. So he might be in situations where he should cross or he should pass and he makes the wrong decision and it might happen. Or he hits a ball and it flies out wherever it is. But the fact that there are other things happening on the football pitch when he has the ball also should be credited to him, even though often it isn't. So yeah, for 10 million, it's not a bad way to offer another tactical plan. If it is 10 million, 15 million, whatever it is, it seems... I, I can't not see the logic in it. I really can't. I think I think it'd be a good sign. I'm, I'm quite excited about it. I don't think if we win the league in two years that he will be a starter, but in this process of transition, once again, that we find ourselves in, this one actually planned rather than just, oh, we're shit, so we need to buy some more players. It seems like there's a plan in, in place. Then I think, why not? Okay. Yeah, let's... totally. Uh, sorry, I just want to think, do you not... Um, I, I think if... Um... With uh, Doherty, his game against Leicester, obviously starting against Chelsea, um, he was on the cards as one of the players that that could that could go. But if we buy Troy, then that would leave us Doherty, Royale, and um, Troy as as right wing backs. Um, is it like a bit of a damning thing on on Royale? Like he's not even uh, half a season in, and like we're looking to replace him or is it replace Doherty or is it I, I, I don't know really does Conte think both of them are shit and he needs to just I, go over start an 11 again I think um I don't I, I think the idea of Traore being a right wing back is something that's just been talked about and then carried by podcasts and you know news outlets and whatever it might be we don't know how he's going to be used um, it might be right wing back, but he also might be uh, as a number ten, or he could play as a, a, a part of the front three if a, in a three four three, or he could play in um, 
uh, the way the way that Skip played against uh, against Leicester, where it's a bit more advanced, but it's not his role. I think mm. got, I think there's a number of ways you can use him. I don't think by signing him it, it, it suggests the end of Emerson Royale. I, I would have thought that it would have done about Doherty, but like you say, he's a performance on that in, on that right hand side against Leicester was suggests that we shouldn't sell him. But it's just one game. T, you got anything to add to that? Um, not much. I think well, I was only 22 years old, so I don't think it's the end for him. No, fair enough. Uh, we've got a question from uh, Simon. He says, uh, does Parasci seem to know what he's doing, feel worried that he doesn't have any sort of plan and just tries to get any old deal done? I mean, That's a bit of a simplistic way of looking at things, really. Um, we have no you could idea, have said that uh, you, could have, you, could have, you could have said that about Bergman on the football pitch until we beat Leicester two one. Um, you know, over the last summer, I mean, I feel like I'm broke, you know broken record here. But last summer, you got rid of a lot of players who were on high salaries and were a bit older, reduced the age profile of the squad. Um, there's not much you could do. It's not a very it's not a very vibrant market at the moment. Um, what do you expect to happen in January? I think he did a reasonably good job job in um in the summer window. And um I don't know, I mean people say Enoch and Paratici and Hitchin don't know what they're doing, but what the fuck do we expect from them? Yeah. yeah. You know, if we buy if if we buy five players, um you know, what if we bought Trippier, Dino and Coutinho and they were all shit? They 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 join us and they're all crap. Then what? I know, and, and that's the thing is it's like, you know, you could have on paper what seems like a really good transfer window. And remember, we had that under Jose Mourinho when, you know, when Bale, uh, we signed Bale, we had Hoybier, uh, Reguillon, um, yeah. Re- no, it wasn't Romero, but we had a, what, what all Spurs fans considered to be a really good window. So much so that there were people that were proper anti-Levy left Twitter. Because they were getting so much abuse because they dug him out for such a long time. Yeah, we we won a transfer window. We had that when with um Lacelso and Dombele and Cessignon and Jack Clark. Yeah, out of four people are saying in that window. So, what we sign the names and then what? Yeah, yeah. It's only only great if it it works, right? But we don't don't know know how good a transfer window is until about a year later, really. Yeah, and so there's a lot of people that are angry, but they've got a whole years of a whole year of hindsight to be angry about. Whereas when Spurs are buying players, it's at any club buying players is a gamble. It's a gamble. I think he's, I think he's um, changing our recruitment as well, changing the structure and getting more buds in. I saw um, a tweet that Spurs have got some roles available in the recruitment section, and we just hired someone I think from Chelsea scouting as well, <coughs> yeah, or something right. like yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I mean, I know. Yeah, we're not making. Uh, we're not making it rain with transfers, but other other things are going going along in the background that not everybody's aware of, and that he is making moves in in that way. So it's not like he's just waiting for a phone call, and then as soon as a player becomes available, just trying to get a deal through, just kind of scattergun approach. Yeah, we can't right. legislate for Cassier, um wanted to wait until summer. We can't legislate for that. What can we do? I mean, why would him more money? Why wouldn't he? It makes exactly. sense. I mean, he, Sorry, go on, mate. I said he can make loads of money in the summer. Um, Milan might win the might win the Scudetto, which makes him worth more money. He can join bigger clubs. Why shouldn't he? You can't, can't blame Levy or Fabio for, for these things. It's just one of those things. 
Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, of course. I, if, from his perspective, it would be like signing a pre-contract right now makes from his for Spurs. It makes perfect sense. We get a great player who, you know, we uh, that we that we sign now and we pay a little bit more money, but we we don't have to compete against other clubs in 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 the summer. He knows he's going to a top club. He knows he's probably going to a club in the Champions League. That isn't on Daniel Levy or Paratici in this instance, it's just in, you know, right now. It, maybe it's on them because it might be their fault that we didn't finish in uh, the Champions League places, therefore not able to buy him right now. But the, where we find ourselves, it makes so much more sense for Kese just to wait and then have his pick of anyone who wants him and then play each club off against each other, saying, look, this PSG have offered me <clears throat> 300 grand a week. Tottenham, what are you going to do? Because I want to play him for PSG. If you need to convince me, you've got to pay me a lot more money and it makes our position completely untenable. Um, we've got... Uh, a, I'm not, it's not necessarily a question, more of a statement, but just shows where some fans are uh, sort of where they're at. Paratici cooking, um, in inverted commas. All I'm seeing is the same old, same old. We will do too little, too late again. A big deal will collapse late and we'll just hear the same old blah, blah, blah come 1st of February. Transfers are hard, difficult window, COVID, trying our best complicated market yawn 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 <laughs> but they, they, they are those all are significant factors <laughs> yeah, exactly. it's, yeah, I mean, in, in, it's not championship manager where you just don't have to deal with real world issues everybody's in that same situation I don't absolutely know. i mean even even west ham aren't signing players and they could probably do with a little freshen up in their squad as well they want the same things we want it's just Oh, I don't know. Football's a fucking hobby, man. You're meant to enjoy your hobby. If, you, if your hobby's making you miserable, then maybe you need to... Um... Take up crocheting. <laughs> yeah, There's nothing more relaxing than doing a bit, a bit of crocheting. Pottery. Really? <laughs> well, yeah, it is, actually. It's quite therapeutic. I did some in my younger years when I was about nine. Nice. <laughs> every, day, every, day is a, every day is a school day. Yeah, mate. Just try it out, mate. It's good. Um, we've got one more question, then we'll think we'll round it up. Uh, it's from Ifree Moore. He says, "Take 130 million now for Kane if it could fill three or four other gaps in our squad. Sell Kane for three players if it if no. it's a, such a simple simplistic thing. No, no. Um, no. And I'm gonna I'm gonna say that there are four players in the entire squad that I wouldn't sell. The rest of them can go. Um, Kane's one of them. And Son, Hugo Lloris, and Romero." If any of the rest gets sold, I wouldn't shed a tear. That's not, that's not to say that they're all crap. I just think that those four players, I think, are players we need to keep. Yeah, agreed. Kane is never, ever, ever, ever for sale. I don't care if he's held together with sellotape. He stays <laughs> forever. <laughs> <Bit of> duct tape. <laughs> Run it off, son. I love in, in about 15 years, he's still playing for us. And <laughs> yeah. they've changed the rules. He's been so good for football. He's broken every record, apart from winning the trophy, but he's broken every individual record <laughs> that they've allowed him to play in a wheelchair because his knees have given up. And there's just, we've, we've employed for £8 million a year a bloke who's super fit. It'd probably be a, a Dharma Traore to push him in a, in a wheelchair to to just run into the box, make runs into the box. Adama Troy is just <laughs> running him into the box. It's, the, the wheelchair's bumping all over the place. He's flying all over the place. He's nearly bouncing out of his wheelchair. And just as the ball, ball comes in, Adama Troy tips the wheelchair and Kane flies through the air to nod to go one <laughs> up against Arsenal. 
fucking love that man. <laughs> did you know? Did you see that graphic? By the by the way, Flav, um, of Kane getting to two hundred and fifty goals quicker than everyone but Messi. I did see that. Yeah, that's incredible. Unbelievable. So, Underrated. He had one chance yesterday, and he put it away. It's just an amazing player. We didn't even talk about that properly, did we? It wasn't a penalty, was it? But fucking who cares? That's that's been done to death, but but Kane's been great recently, and that's been a positive. It has indeed. All right, that has been the Fighting Cop Podcast. Thank you, Ricky. Thank you, T. Welcome. uh, Yeah, we'll be back. Well, I'll do something during the international break, but uh, we're looking forward to three fixtures that we could be winning in the next uh, three Premier League games. So we'll see. All right, boys, take care. Bye. Up the Spurs. Up the Spurs. It's the fighting. It's the fighting. Clock. It's the fighting. It's the fighting. Clock. A camel shirt Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and Geico is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to Geico.com or contact your local agent today. Sports Social Podcast Network. 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 This summer, when you're on the go, stay connected to what matters most with access to over 3 million Cox Wi-Fi hotspots. Learn more at cox.com. Ask Ashley the podcast is sponsored by Cox. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today. Sports Social Podcast Network. GEICO asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, GEICO can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network.